good morning, Severn Run. Thank you so much for joining us um, virtually and just want to encourage you to engage and participate as we continue our, our COVID journey into 2021 and want to say Happy New Year. Let us know you're here on Facebook or YouTube and, and work to engage in the service and make it a practice, a commitment in your life, a rhythm of your life that every week I'm going to join in worship in terms of seeking God and, and allowing His plans and purposes to be the guide of my life in 2021. Today, I'm excited because we're starting a new series called Lost and Found. And it is the story of us, all of us. It is the story of earth. It is the hope of God that each one of us would be found in Him. And so today is the series overview. We're going to kind of unpack and give some big picture, um, you know, panorama uh, portraits of, of where we're going to go. And then hopefully be putting all the pieces together in the weeks to come in a way that will be life-changing for you. I want to just start by offering three sort of archetypal or deeply personal, created, just some profound truths that are the deepest truths of your life, whether you know it or not. Number one for me, and for all of us, I believe, is that the deepest longing of my heart is to be loved by God and to experience God's love. Secondly, that the deepest insanity of my life is hiding or running from God. And thirdly, that the greatest joy of my life is following Jesus into the presence of God. He is our way back. He is our way back into our created beginning. And at the end of the message, I want to ask you three questions that each of us just has to answer for ourselves in a non-religious, real-world, activist kind of way that translates into our living. Will I be found in love? Or will I waste my life looking for other loves, lesser loves, no loves elsewhere? Will I stop hiding from God <laughs> for all the ways that I run from him and, and, and seek my own? Will I just simply stop? And thirdly, will I follow Jesus into the presence of God, wherever that may lead? Today, um, in these three truths, I'm going to kind of weave them into the next, you know, three weeks. But I, I just want to share with you in this lost and found series that God sent Jesus to look for you wherever you and I were hiding. And, and then Jesus sent us to look for others wherever they are hiding. And, and so this whole lost and found story um, is the story of our origin. It is the story of our future. It is the story of our calling. It's the grand story of earth. It is a story of lost and found that everything is lost and broken and yet everything can be redeemed and found in Christ. It has been so hard for me as a pastor and as a leader, and just as a follower of Jesus this COVID season. It has disrupted my life. It has, um, it has rewritten my future. It has certainly brought a lot of confusion and, um, and uncertainty into the present. And in all the confusing losses of COVID and culture in 2020, I believe God is inviting us as his church into a season of 
incredible laser-like clarity into a season of refocusing, of restarting and reimagining our mission in the limitless power of Jesus Christ. And I want to remind you that there's no sense in any of us doing any of the the stuff that we claim to be doing if we do not believe that we are guided by the supernatural hand of God and have at our disposal in God's will the infinite power of the Holy Spirit. Not to control, but to follow. Not to, to, to use as a genie in the bottle, but to call on to accomplish God's great and glorious purposes, which are unstoppable in any season of life, in any hardship, neither height nor depth, nor anything in all of creation will separate us from the love and purpose of God in Christ. 2 Corinthians 9.8 says this, And God is able... <laughs> To make all grace abound to you, so that in all things, at all times, having everything that you need, you may abound in every good work. And that is the spirit of our approach to 2021. That is the the call of of our our, our new start. It is is the invitation of imagination to, to see what God would do through us trusting his holy word, his given son, and answering his clear call in 2021 to be the church of the living God, unafraid and unstoppable. In 2021, we're going to start over, focusing on the basics. Our call is to life-changing salvation and world-changing service. And when you don't know what to do, you go back to what you know with clarity that you're supposed to do, and that is the call of God we're going to focus on. The church is called to be the light of God's salvation in a, in a lightless world. The church is called to be the seekers of the lost, that they may, may too be found. But everything starts with prayer. And so this year we're going to start working and praying. The order actually is backwards, praying and working for 150 new believers to be found in Christ. 150 new lost people that you love to come to faith in Christ and to to make their start in believer's baptism and then begin experiencing in an authentic way life-changing salvation that overflows in their lives into world-changing service impacting others. Everything starts with prayer. So I'm asking you to choose five people you love or should love. And I mean that in all seriousness, because one of the people that God may put on your top five list is somebody that right now you don't love, right now somebody that you don't like, but you still may be called to be the only stand-in, the only advocate for them on earth as you intercede for them and pray for their salvation, that they would move from being lost to found. And in your prayers, you are believing for them. You are engaging for them on a a daily and weekly basis. You are lifting up their name before the name above all names. You are imagining them following Christ. You are believing that no one is too far from God. Have their lives changed by love. And when you believe with a faith the size of a mustard seed, Matthew 17, 20 says, mountains are moved. And I would just say lives are changed. There is no one who cannot be saved. We're going to be very specific in 2021. 
we are going to focus and ask God. I just believe God is, has asked me to pray for this number of 150 new believers. And what that means is that if only 10% of us are truly inspired by our gospel to love in such a way that we would seek the lost, if only 10% of us would lead one person this year to life-changing salvation, then we would more than reach 150 new believers and baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. In all of the confusion of our context, I just want to again return to the basics, the most basics of everything. The three basic truths, the deepest longing of your heart is to be loved, all the other things you're looking for, no, 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 no. It, 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 is, it is in the love of God that, that you want to be found. Greatest insanity of your life running from God and, and the greatest joy of your life is the presence of God in Christ. Those things are just basic, deep truths. And in the bigger picture of this grand story, here are the outlines of our context and our existence. Number one, the world is lost. Number two, God sent Jesus to save it. And number three, God sent us to serve it so that others may be saved. The world is lost. I want to remind you that you'll never create and fabricate your own heaven on earth. You will always be frustrated, always angry at God that he won't let earth be a counterfeit heaven. How ironic is it that we are angry and bitter at God, that he won't let us be at home in a place that is not home. It's our insanity that accuses God of, of his being uncaring. It's crazy town. The world is lost. And I want to take you back to Genesis chapter 3 of how lost began. In Genesis chapter 1, uh, you know, we, we know that God created all things by his word, the beauty of his creative, imaginative, and loving word. And then after creating all of, of the things that we see in all of its infinite diversity, um, God then reached down into the earth, the, the Aram, and, and he formed the man and he breathed life into dirt. And such is the power of God that that even the earth lives under the loving breath of the Father. And so man came into being, and, and then God made woman, and, and Adam and Eve were born. And then the scripture says in Genesis chapter 127, um, so God created mankind in his own image, in the image of God he created them, male and female he created them. And the simple reality is, is that God created us in love, for relationship with him. That's our story. You were created out of love. You are no mistake. You, you, are, not, you are not something ugly and, and, re, and rejectable and despicable. You were created um, in love for relationship, loving relationship with Father God. And then the scripture goes on to say in Genesis chapter 2.8 that he created us out of love to live in Eden. And this is kind of embarrassing, but I'm going to be um, transparent with you today. Um, I'm, I'm kind of stuck with the name of Eden because it's my middle name. And, and it's, a, it's a really complex Hebrew cognate. And, but the truth is that any Hebrew person hearing the word Eden would, would hear the word delight. Just 
pure pleasure. God created us out of love to live in Eden. And the the scripture says in Genesis chapter two, verse eight, now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east in Eden, and there he put the man he had formed. We were created in love to live in delight in the presence of God himself. And the deepest longing of my heart is to be back in that place that place of being loved and delighted in by God. It's what we were created for. It it is the origin that every molecule in our body is reaching back towards this, this one place where we truly belonged. In love, in presence, in God. But in Genesis chapter 3, the story reveals to us that we rejected the leading of love and we plunged our worlds into chaos and pain. And the story is of of a fall and it has been called a story of rebellion. but, But as one person pointed out to me, there is as much just naivety and confusion and 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 ignorance and arrogance in it as there is outright rebellion. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? And so doubt and its seeds were planted in the heart of human beings. Is God truly good? Does he really love? Is there something outside of his love that I am being denied that I need to search for, go after? Do I need to leave this to find that? And and then Eve did. She took the apple because it, it was delightful. It was a counterfeit delight. It was a counterfeit satisfaction. And she reached for that which was outside of love. And Adam did too. And then all chaos and literally all hell invaded earth and broke loose. Genesis 3, 9 and 10 says this, but the Lord God called out to the man, where are you? Think of that call. We're going to come back to this, but If you've ever lost a child, then you know what it is to to long for connection and for relationship. And you know what it is to grieve the losses of what will not be because that child is not with you. And in this question, God is asking the question of a father who has lost something so profound, so deep. Where are you? And if God to you is mechanical and, and uh, robotic because he knows all and sees all and blah, 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 and he's like this grand computer, but not, not, not a living being and, and, and personage, um, you know, whose, whose image we bear. If God is that way to you, then, then you kind of need to reflect on this question because why would the God who sees everything ask where Adam was? Where are you? And he answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. So I I hid. And in that moment is all of our stories. In that moment is is the, the brokenness that we feel to the depths of our being. In this moment is our own lostness portrayed. 
in that moment is, is our subtle awareness that God is looking for us and our, and our unwillingness to be found. Our delusion that we know better than God and, and that our thoughts are, are higher than His, our, our deception that, that staying away from Him is better than moving towards Him. And in all of this swirling insanity, we rejected the leading of love and we, we plunged our worlds into chaos and pain. And Proverbs 14, 12 says, there's a way that appears to be right to a person, but in the end it leads to death. Do you understand what that means for you? You and I are lost until we're not in Christ. We are utterly lost on our own. We can think our best thoughts and, and, and create and craft our, our best plans and, and work our, our best ways, but it's all deception. It's all insanity. It's all crazy town that's only leading to a disguised death because we were created in love for love. We are the, the delight of God. We were created to live in the delightful presence of God, the Eden of God. And we've left it. We've lost it. And the world is lost. And I am utterly lost in it until. Romans 6.23 says this, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You and I may downplay our leaving of love. We may downplay our rejection of God. We may we may try in a thousand different ways to creatively justify our running and our hiding because, hey, we're not that far. But the truth is that all of our living outside of love is leading to death and a death that is eternal and unending in a place where there is no love and certainly no delight. We don't belong there. And the simple truth is you don't belong where you are now hiding from God. Aren't you tired of running? Don't you want to come home and, and be found by Him? God is looking for you. And the proof that God is looking for you is Jesus Christ. God sent Jesus to save this lost world. The world is lost and, and, and God sent Jesus to save it. Love left heaven to find each one of us. And right now, from the moment you were born to this moment, to the, to the moment you breathe your last, love is looking for you and love puts skin on. His name is Jesus. And, and here's the more subtle, uh, intriguing, amazing part of the story in the present is that love is still looking for you in the name of Jesus and, and love has put skin on in the life of other people around you who are telling you about Jesus and, and encouraging you to, to put your faith in Jesus. Love has been looking for you since the moment you were, you were born. In John 3.16, the scripture says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. Simple truth is there is only one Savior and one way to be saved in this world. Again, we are going back to basics. This is the clarity of why the church exists. The church is not a building. It does not exist for itself. It is not a social organization alone. The church is the living 
body of Jesus Christ. This is our message that our world is lost. It will not be saved through the body politic. It will be saved through the body of Christ. Remember our message. Return to our message. Focus on our message. Stop being distracted. Let Jesus Christ be the clarity of your life. And let your frustration is with a pain in your life be answered in the reminder that you're living in a lost and dying world. You're living on a dying planet. But a Savior has come to take us home. His name is Jesus. And there is no other. No other. And I know this is an offensive message, but it is the message of the Bible, and it cannot be watered down, it cannot be diluted, it can be disbelieved, but it cannot be changed. There is only one Savior and one way to be saved, and that is through a personal faith that follows Jesus Christ. Jesus answered in John 14, 6, all the questions of who he is in these words. I am the way, and I am the truth, And I, I am the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me. In Acts 4.12, the scripture says, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. One name for all of humanity, for all of time. And, and in this lost world, we have been given this name. And, and, and Jesus is the Savior who's here to find us. And then the truth is that he sent us to find others and, and to let them hear the name in our lives, on our lips, in our love. The name of Jesus. The world is lost. God sent Jesus to save it. And this is a truth that you can, you can stand on for the rest of your life. But here's one final truth I want to finish the message with that is, that is the most challenging and freeing and noble and glorious purpose to which you could ever give your life. God sent us to serve this lost world. And in serving it, to reveal the glory of the Savior. Saved people are found people seeking to serve lost people so they can be found too. Our love is is searching for people and, and revealing Jesus every step of the way. The clear marching orders of the church in this season of confusion, in this time of financial hardship for so many uh, individuals and for so many churches, the the you know foundations are being shaken and people are fearful and buying into all kinds of crazy and hellish conspiracy theories when they're missing the plain truth of Scripture and of the clarity of our call, the shaking, waking up to our purpose. Here is our purpose, people. Here's the reason why your life is is worth giving for the cause of Christ in the church of, of Jesus. Here it is. Jesus said, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. What what this means in in the lost and found story is that the God who who left heaven and and came searching for our, uh, our, our, our lostness in this world 
and, and found each one of us is sending us into the lives of other people to find them. And that's what it means to be going. It means to get into the lives of other people just as God got into our world. We get into theirs through relationship, through love, through service, through, through surprising uh, grace that has no self-interest involved. There's nothing in this for me. I am in this for you. That's the lesson of the cross. This is not a self-serving message as Jesus bled out and cried out, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. This was selfless love proving the depths of desire to to find us and bring us home to live in the delight of God's love again. In the same way, we are called to serve this lost world and, and to be finders of the lost. And Jesus said we're to baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. That means that there's a, a clear beginning line in, in following Jesus. It means that we, we clearly believe what he said when he said, if anyone would come after me, you must deny yourself. Take up your cross daily and follow me. Baptism is, is us dying to our will and our way. We're dying to our hiding. We're, we're dying to our dying. And, and we're raised to walk in the newness of life just like Jesus was. And we never die again. We don't leave them there. Then we teach them to obey everything that he's commanded. And Jesus said, surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. The greatest joy of my life, of our life, is following Jesus into God's presence. Jesus is God. He, he's the second person of the Trinity. And he promised as we follow him into finding others that, that he would be with us and that we would experience the delight of his presence. And he said, as we serve the least of these in Matthew 25, 35, he said this, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I was sick and in prison and you came and visited me. And how crazy it is that we have forgotten that we find the joy of the presence of God when we're finding the least, the least wanted, the least valued, the least, the most needy in our world. We, we get to experience the joy of the presence of God hiding no longer from love, alive in our purpose. And everything else is counterfeit. Everything else you will give your life to, making money, making a name for yourself, everything else is, is such a cheap counterfeit. It's not only a cheap counterfeit, it's, it's, it's radioactive, it's a slow poison that's, that's killing us all. In John 20, 21, just to clarify things, post-resurrection, Jesus said this, peace be with you, <laughs> delight, joy. The fullness of, of the, the presence of the kingdom of God. All of that be with you. As the Father has sent me to seek the lost, to let people who are dying inside know that they can be living, to let hurting people know there's healing and love, to, to let people know there's hope in this world. As the Father sent me to, to be his love, I'm sending you to be mine.
Guys, in 2021, we're going to move from a dead salvation that consisted of something like, I asked Jesus into my heart, and so I got my life insurance, and I'm okay, to a life-changing salvation that is ongoing and never-ending, that overflows into real-world actions, that works against injustice, that, that touches the face of the hurting and the crying and the bleeding and the dying and refuses to sit on the sidelines, but has to go after the lost, has to go after the hurting, has to go after those who don't know they're loved by their creator. Jesus didn't say, just ask me into your heart and be done with it. Really, you know, even that terminology, ask me into your heart, kind of makes us the center of things. Um, but Jesus said, follow me. And really, when you think about it, not even too hard. It really, from that point on, makes him the center of everything. Every day and every moment, follow Jesus. In any given moment I walk into, you know, whether I think I know what to do or not, I'm looking for Jesus. What are his thoughts? What are his actions? What are his leading? What are his interests in the lives of this person? What is his will? What is his way? How can I obey Follow me, Jesus said, and this is his call. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. And the miracle of that moment was, the scripture says, and at once they left their nets and followed him. The invitation is to be found and be a finder. It's really that simple. So the question that I have for you today, and for myself in a deeper way in 2021, more authentic, more alive, more anointed by the Holy Spirit of God, more fruit-bearing and life-changing for this dark and dying world is this. Will I be found in love? Will I stop hiding from God? And will I follow Jesus into the presence of God wherever that may lead? And that, my friends... That is our invitation into 2020.